everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yes, this week we started a new K-drama. We watched the first four episodes of Uncontrollably Fond. Oh my god. It's very good. It's very good. I almost cried within the first four episodes. Uh, yeah. No, I, they got me episode one. I teared up. Oof. Um, they got me real good when, uh, the main character started talking to his dog about what's gonna happen. Um, do we need to talk about, do we ever talk about, uh, what's happening in the K-drama when we start a K-drama? It feels like a long time since we've started a new one. Yeah, it's been forever. Um, no, this is our podcast, so you can do what you want. Okay, cool. Um, so he starts talking to his dog about uh, how the dog needs to behave when he has passed away because he has a terminal illness. And it messed me up because, okay, so a couple weeks back, Em and I, Em, do you remember when you and I watched the Brene Brown special about yeah. being courageous and v- vulnerable? And at one point, Brene Brown starts talking about how... When we're happy, our minds go to really dark places to try and prepare ourselves for unhappiness. So you start thinking, what if this terrible thing happens? And one of the things that has given me just complete panic in the past is when I've been like super happy. And then I think about what, who would watch my sweet, insane, psychotic, perfect dog if I was to die? And who would take him? And who would make sure that he was loved and taken care of and buy him expensive food. And so you better believe that it was like less than halfway through the first episode and I was crying my dumb face off. Well, I'm crying now, so I I see that. <laughs> Your feelings are valid. Thank you. <laughs> right out the gate. Um, so I just... Finish, just like 10 minutes ago, I finished editing the finale for Crash Landing on You that we did a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. we cried a lot of that podcast, mm-hmm. so I'll try to keep the tears to a minimum. <laughs> but let me just say, our dear, beloved listener, Josh, recommended this drama, Uncontrollably Fond, and I think he knew what he was doing. Like, does he hate us, or does he love us? I'm not sure. Josh, we're a little confused right now because it hurts. But it hurts so good. (laughs) I feel attacked, but I also feel like you saw that I was open and vulnerable, and you were like, just keep it going. Like, you're already there. Why not keep being sad? Yeah, I think we straight up said as well in the podcast at some point, maybe it was just to each other, but that we needed to do something that was just absolute rot your brain out candy because it would be too hard to feel again so soon after crash landing on you. And then Josh said, I'll see your brain candy and raise you a very good emotional drama that hurts constantly. (laughs) And we were like, okay, well, can't back out now. Yeah, we love you too much to ever not take your recommendation. Yep. So here we are. I cried. It was episode four when Jun Young was in the shower trying to deal with his pain. Man, he's a good actor. 
He's a very good actor. Kim Woo Bin is a very good actor. I don't think I've ever watched a show with him, but I know who he mm-hmm. is. For sure. I think it's one of those things where he is so beloved, beloved, beloved by his fan base that if you are part of the K-drama world at all, like, say, if, for example, you have a podcast about K-dramas, you're aware of Woo Bin because he's very, very talented and very, like I said, beloved and very... I don't know. He's just one of the greats, and I haven't seen anything that he was in before either. And now I get why he's one of the greats. He is very good. Yeah, that scene messed me up. I think Mm -hmm. most of us, many of us, have watched people die of cancer, and it's very hard to watch. And I think he exemplified the pain in a very tactful, but also very believable way. That, like, struck a chord... Um, I'm not ready to watch any of this drama. It's 20 episodes long. I don't know if I'll make it. Um, it's very good, though, and I love Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) It's very good. Can I say, I don't know how to say this and convey exactly what I mean when I say it, because it's a very complicated feeling where I mean it in a very specific way. Man, it's so hard. I'm just gonna say what I feel and then try and explain about why and in what specific way I feel it. I hate her. I get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm there with you. Okay, Not Susie. Cool. Bay Susie, the actress. Our girl. I love her so much. Yeah. An unreasonable amount of love for her. One thing I will say is that once upon a time, I think that I let the netizens, like the negative netizens, get in my head about Bay Susie. And I think that in her first few roles, which I have never seen her in her first few roles, um, but I have heard that there was an adjustment period where she moved into the acting world and it was an adjustment period. Like it took some time for her to work her way up to being in a role like uncontrol- uh, Uncontrollably Fond, can't think of the character's name, the worst, no, never right. No, ooh. it's a unique name, I can't believe I forgot it. But uh, she is stunning in this, so I'm sorry for ever doubting you, Susie. You are a light and a goddess, and you're doing great, and I love you. <laughs> um, hate your character. Not sure if we're character. supposed to. Um, the moment I knew I just couldn't fathom tolerating her at this point in time, maybe she'll get better, but currently was the moment that she put her bare fingers to a little boy's nose and had him blow snot into them. Oh, that was so much to handle. And that was like episode two, girl. That Mm -hmm. was supposed to be a moment of like, she is the goddess of this neighborhood. She is an angel. She is so nice to all the people. Look how cute she is letting a kid blow his nose (laughs) into her bare hand. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, that isn't saintly. Is that okay? I have to know. Is this the first time all of us, all of us listeners, you too? Because I know it's the first for me and M. Is that the first time that we've ever heard of that as a way that someone exemplifies like saint-like traits? Um, because is that a nice thing to do? Is that is it akin to taking care of the sick? Because I just feel like. I feel like you can take care of the sick in a hygienic way that doesn't involve wiping a little 
boy's snot from your fingers onto your coat. And then I once taking food out of your dad's food stall. Mm-hmm. And just eating with your hands, with your dirty, <laughs> your disgusting hands. <laughs> just put those hands away forever because they're ruined and you need new ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I once uh, nannied for this little boy, and uh, he was about, he was, I think, about 18 months old when I started nannying for him. And he got sick a lot, which is why they needed a nanny. Like, they couldn't take him to preschool because he was just, he had the world's worst immune system. Um, And I didn't realize how bad it was until, um, like, three months in when he was sick for, like, the third time. He was just, like, sick once a month, every month. And he was just, like, a, he was, like, a little snot bomb. Super cute kid. Don't mean to make him sound like he wasn't great. Uh, but he was just constant snot. And I remember I was great about, like, I'd go get tissues and he was, he knew how to blow his nose really early on. Something you know when you're a sick kid. Um, so I'd get tissues and I'd have him blow his nose and I'd wipe his face and I could do it. I could do all of that. I I did wash my hands a lot. Um, but I was in a home, you know, I could just like, I could have him blow his nose and I could walk straight to the sink and, you know, like throw the tissue away, wash my hands. It was fine. Up until the point, I don't know if you'll even want to leave this in. I thought it was the grossest thing ever. The dad who was like a great dad and super cool and clearly an adult who didn't have a terrible gag reflex like I do. They had this little like sucker gun that they'd stick up his nose. Yeah, (laughs) I won't go into any more detail than that. But I literally had to look away and the dad would laugh every time because I would look away and like try not to gag. Whenever And he was like, you can use this. It will help. Like, it'll clean out his sinuses during the day. And I was like, no, 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 no. That thing will only be used when you are here. And I will turn my back every time. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, I had no clue. I was also a sickly kid, and I didn't know that that existed. It must be a new thing. Yeah, it might not have existed when you were a kid. Yeah. They were really stoked when I uh, brought in my knowledge of how to use a nebulizer, because I had to use one when I was a kid. And they were like, you know how to, like, do give him this medicine? And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I got this. I did this all the time. It worked out really well. That's really cute. I don't know what a nebulizer is. It's like a respiratory treatment. So, like, you do, like, a face mask, um, and it, like, vaporizes the medicine, and you breathe it into your lungs, and it helps. It's a bit like using an inhaler, but, like, a, an inhaler is, like, an immediate dosage of steroids, and this is a little bit different. I don't know the exact science behind it, but, yeah, when you have bad lung problems. You get a nebulizer. You get a nebulizer. Wow. Okay, kids are nightmares. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to have my own. <laughs> um, I thought she was a bad person many times. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to name any number of occasions where she was a bad person. I can tolerate all of her behaviors except that person. <laughs> <laughs> my breaking point was when Jun Young thought she was going to commit suicide. Uh, I think it's maybe a trend... More so in older dramas, I definitely think and appreciate that dramas are moving away from, like, suicide jokes and using suicide as, like, a plot device, but they do joke about it a lot, 
And I'm not here to judge. I think when I was a little very dramatic middle schooler, I would say I'm going to kill myself all the time when I was upset. And that's not okay. And we know that now as adults. We it's learn hard to and grow. watch other adults in a show say that. Yeah. But when she was at the bridge, so Jun Young yells at her. And I kind of thought it was like a misunderstanding maybe between her and the manager. And they didn't super explain what happened, but she did at some point say it was her intention for the word to get back to Jun Young that she was planning on killing herself and that she expected him to turn up at the bridge and stop her. And to me, that's like a deal breaker. That's not okay. That's you're a bad person. Yep, that is manipulation. That's abusive manipulation. So, big yikes. Big yikes. I'm definitely all for Pororo attacking you. Mm-hmm. That was fine. That's fine. Sorry you're allergic. That's not okay either. But no. he didn't know. Pororo didn't know. I love Pororo. I love Pororo so, so, so much. Because, you know, there's a lot of things I find really relatable about this K-drama that, like, <laughs> what? I'm probably not supposed to, but I also have a super protective psychotic dog. But the difference between Pororo and Maurice is that she would be dead if she kicked me. That's fair. Um, Maurice my... is a little bit troublesome. Oh, yeah. He's something. <laughs> but I guess that's what he's there for. You're in America, which is a much more troublesome place. So if somebody kicked you... Probably they wouldn't deserve to be murdered, but you know. Yeah, no, definitely not murdered. Um, but yeah, you know, you gotta make sure that you got your your buddy that will protect you at all costs, even from your own mom, who he loves as well. He loves my mom so much, but if she gets too close to me, he does freak out. Oh no! Like he wouldn't attack her necessarily, but it we have a meltdown, you know. Like there's a lot of crying involved. And some barking, like, hey, get away. And that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I get that they're leaning heavily into, like, she's got a troubled life and a troubled past. And so all of her actions are inexcusable or are excusable because she's had a hard life. And I think I... Yeah, I guess I just hit the breaking point with the suicide thing. Because there's a lot of, like, crummy personality traits where she's very nosy and very pushy and... Selfish and greedy. But selfish that, and greedy, yeah. That's a little bit more understandable, knowing her full story. But the manipulation thing is a place to draw a line, for sure. <laughs> it's not okay. Um, mm -mm. One thing I was quite confused at... So, they're doing the drama kind of melding the past and the present, at least so far, of these people have had a lot of interactions together in the past. I don't understand why, at the end of episode one, they have that beautiful snow scene that ends with Jun Young saying, Do you remember me? And they've spent this whole day together, like, driving around... That day was madness. We can come back to that. They <laughs> spent the whole day together. And he finally is like, do you remember me? And eventually we get back to that scene and she says, yes, you scumbag. But like, 
did they not? I don't. I just don't understand their relationship. How did they not have that conversation first thing in the morning? Like, no, oh my god, it's been so long since I've seen you. Um, hi. Remember when we used to date? We had that contract relationship for however long, and also we went to high school together. Or, no, I don't, I think they went to different high schools, but we pretended to date for a little while in high school. It seems like they've known each other off and on for many, many years, and it's so weird to me that the drama started with them spending a day together where they quote-unquote didn't recognize each other. Yeah, even though they definitely did, but, like, there is a whole moment where, I guess it's one of those things where if you're going into it, like, if you didn't read the overview of the K-drama... I didn't. And I also didn't until about partway through... The first episode, I was like, I remember reading, so back maybe, I don't know, like five months ago when Josh first mentioned this K-drama, uh, I think I looked it up on Vicky and found out it's not on there. Oh, by the way, we are watching it through some streaming site. I don't know. I just clicked on the link. Very brave. Don't care about what viruses oh, I get. there's an app on my Xbox that I'm watching it through. Oh, uh, that's a good idea. It seems iffy. Yeah, it's it's an interesting link, but like the quality of the streaming is just fine. There's just also a lot of advertisements. Anyway, uh, when I first looked it up on Vicky and then I requested that they please try and get licensing through Vicky, uh, I remember reading it then. And th- so about halfway through the first episode, when they were doing the whole we don't know each other thing, or I... I, I was just confused a little bit, so I kind of recalling back. I was like, um, weren't they married or something? I don't remember. I, I didn't remember exactly, but then I, I did look it up about halfway through just the overview, and it was, it was like, okay, so it's about people who were together that broke up. They definitely talk to each other strangely with that in mind. But it, the description doesn't explain that. It just says they definitely do each other, and... That they dated, it says they the break up two lovers who with the breakup fresh on their mind re something something do a thing. I can't remember. <laughs> we so meet sorry. again. No, it's yeah. okay because like it sounds like there's no explanation of like why are they behaving this way. I don't understand. <laughs> I know it'll probably all come out. This Maybe. show has insane plots that they're laying out and everyone is related in some way in a way <laughs> that related. i've never seen a k-drama achieve it i've never seen them achieve such a complicated uh web. family tree yeah like a family web it's not really a tree so much as a family web because that shit's hard to track <laughs> and they keep doing time jumps at the same time so you're mm-hmm. supposed to keep track of like k uh, the Ajishi that she hangs out with, she calls him Ajishi. He's not that old. Jite. Jite was engaged to this homegirl, who I'm pretty sure is the homegirl responsible for the hit and run. Mm-hmm. But, like, what's their relationship now? You can't really tell. You kind of just have to guess and piece things together. That's one of many examples I could give. Everyone's related. I think it's kind of a classic K-drama trope. They don't do it as often in K-dramas nowadays, but I feel like in older K-dramas, that was a thing. Like, everybody knew everybody. And it's such clever writing. 
It's very convoluted. It feels like watching a telenovela a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I really like it. I think it's I think it's amusing now that they don't do it anymore. We can kind of look back on these older dramas in their time capsule and be like, that's neat writing. It's not exactly what I love to see in every drama, but it's fun to see it done well. Mm -hmm. Because they did do a really good job. I am the right amount of shocked every time without feeling too disbelieving. And it's that funny thing, maybe just specific to you and I who have face blindness of like revealing characters and their interconnectedness throughout the drama and it takes us so much longer to like recognize faces. It took me so long to realize that the son of the guy who's in love with Jun Young's mom is Jun Young's manager. And I'm pretty sure I could have figured that out episode one if I recognized anyone's faces at any time. Well, he and his brother look exactly the same, but just different enough that it's hot. I did. I wasn't. It's not that I thought they were the same person. It's that I genuinely wasn't sure if they were the same person or not for a Are minute. Are they not the same person? I thought it was an actor who was playing like his younger self. No, there's two people. There's he has two he, sons. Uh, so no. Th- so there's the one who is hangs out with Young Ok, the mom, and then there's he has a brother that also works as the man they are. I'm pretty sure they're different people. I'm pretty sure that's his son. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the guy oh, who works son? with the mom is the I dad. Thought, okay, well, I thought that they were brothers. No, I think, because they had that scene <laughs> on the truck <laughs> where he, like, bops the guy on the head, and he's oh, like, Oh, you're right, yeah. Your mom sent you to me, and then... They look so much alike. They look so much alike. I, I think that's his It was son. either brothers or sons. Yeah, because he has a twin sister, too, who works for Taehyung Jun. Yeah, Chaehyun oh, okay, yes. Jun's? The older one has a twin sister. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> who are all these people? Why are they all related? What is happening? Does it, is um, it necessary? Do you find it a little bit creepy that the daughter... Of that is definitely the half sister of Jun Young. Do, do you also? Yeah, we think that's a really, really messed up. Right? Yeah, it's also kind of a classic K drama thing. Like I say, classic meaning like older K dramas. I think a lot more older K dramas were like incest. We're not that against it, <laughs> or rather, we are, but we're going to toy with it. If we're just gonna. We're just going to toe the line a little bit. Ugh, gross. Okay, gross. Um, <laughs> what if you just didn't? What if we didn't do anything even remotely? What if we didn't even wink at incestuous activity? <laughs> what if we- I'd be fine with it. I'd, I'd be fine be if fine. we just look, like didn't include this in the drama. Yikes. <laughs> For a minute, I thought that the dad, the bad dad the prosecutor dad um i thought he knew as well for just a split second oh i'm still not completely convinced he doesn't accept that incestuous thing i think he would not be as encouraging of his daughter's uh hobby i think he'd be more against it if he knew i'd like to think so yeah 
The dad is such a hard character. Taehyun Jun, I think is his name. Yes. Taehyun Jun. Such a complicated character. My relationship flipped back and forth on whether I liked him or not a good 90 times within the four episodes. And I see now that he's the villain. We've got our real villain. He's over here. Mr. Mm -hmm. Goodlooks. But, like, can he not be such a nice dad and husband? Right. Like, he's just a really decent person in some situations. And isn't that the hardest villain to get on board with? Because you want to just hate them constantly. You want to want them to fail. Yeah. You want to be able to kill them off without any guilt on your conscience. But then you see Jite be like, I don't want to marry this girl who you've arranged a marriage with just for like your business or your success in politics. And the dad be like, you know what, son, your happiness is more important than anything in this world. So I will not make you marry her. And you're like, dad of the year right here. And then one second later, you're like, oh, wait, he also does have another child that he abandoned. Maybe not dad of the year. Yeah, I don't My think bad. He, he knows about the his other son, though. No, but he still doesn't get any awards for... Yeah, for being a good dad. Like, being a good dad. I feel like if you enable one dad to help his kid get away with murdering another dad, you lose the dad of the award a year. Year award, wow. Yeah. More than a year. Yeah, that's, uh, you're kind of out of the running there, bud. Yeah. That whole storyline is very problematic, and it's the one thing that I support Noel in fully. Man, yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm a little hard on Noel. Not, I'm still done with her and her dirty hands, but <laughs> COVID, am I right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what I am a little bit more. I guess sympathetic too is that she has had just a freaking the roughest break. Like she can't catch a break. And I can't even, that was the one thing that sort of made the whole, um, it made me understand her kind of delicate mental state and her willingness to manipulate people. Because I think that just if you cannot get ahead, you just like can't do it no matter what you try to do. You can't even, it's not even that she can't get ahead. It's like she can't even get up before she's knocked down again. And that's a bummer. It's a real bummer. It's very hard, as I think we've exemplified with our trash talking her for a good, you know, portion of the podcast. It's very <laughs> hard to sympathize with from our priv- uh, positions of privilege where we've just never been in her shoes or been even close. So it's hard to see her. Like, throw away her career taking bribes and, yeah, get someone offers her an inch and she always asks for a mile. It's frustrating and it's really hard to watch and it makes you not like her. But like you said, she can't get even up to the starting line. She's held so far back. So it's something that I have a hard time sympathizing with, but I need to work on because I know that she's probably a lovely person. Obviously, she takes good care of her brother. Yeah, I get the feeling that we'll love her by about halfway through this drama. I hope so. But up to this point, she has 
lost her mom to illness, lost her dad to a car accident that she witnessed and couldn't settle on because she had seen what happened and she knew that it was being covered up. She ha- was has been hunted by lone sharks since the day of her dad's funeral. She has her brother to think of, so it's not even like she can like quit because if she does, the lone sharks come after him. So essentially, she just has to be the forever buffer between her brother and the loan sharks. And then at one point, and not that she knows it yet, but at one point, without the intention of doing so, the one person that was trying really hard to be on her side and turn things around did cause her to get hit by a car, which I imagine resulted in more medical bills. Um, That could not have been easy. It sounds like she did have to go through three surgeries after that. Uh, She did have to drop out of school so she could take care of her brother because they were fresh out of parents. So, you know. Pretty inconceivable. Yeah. How hard her life has been. And she's allergic to dogs. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? (laughs) Worst of all, she is allergic to dogs. (laughs) Oh, poor Noel. Why do you have to be so unlikable? I guess that's <laughs> just my my problem that I need to work through. Is uh, you don't have to be a likable person to get to deserve help. It's the lesson for me to work on this week while I watch <laughs> the next four episodes. <laughs> It'll make me a better person. Yeah, I feel like we'll like her soon enough. It's I do feel as though a lot of K dramas start out with me not entirely backing the main characters. Not all of them. There are some that I'm obsessed with the main characters right off the bat. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, and to be fair, if we're gonna, if we're gonna cut anyone down, let's cut everyone down, because, um, this young man is kind of crazy. Jun Young, you're also problematic. You do not yeah. escape our scrutiny. No. Also, Jun Young's mom. I- oh, she might be the actual <laughs> villain at this point. <laughs> She's actually infuriating. Yeah. I think where I'm at with that whole thing is that you don't get to just stop being a mom because your kid didn't do what you were hoping they would. It's as simple as that, and I don't get any of her motivations at this point. I don't get what she thinks she will achieve by just being mad at him and pushing him away. And straight up slandering him online. Yeah, I'm just petty enough to be like, just, I'm so stoked for you to die, Jun Young, and just like slap it in your mom's face (laughs) that like, you will not be here one day. Okay, because I'm so mad at her. I feel that though, where I just want to actually tell her, I just want to shake her and and say, you know, he's dying. He's not going to just be here for you to forgive. So but like you're, ain't you're we all? Be, yeah, ain't we all, ma'am? Even if he wasn't sick and dying in three months, he's not always going to be around. You need to not behave like this. Yeah. Also, from what I can tell, it seems like you're behaving like this because of a man that you loved. And I'm not saying that love isn't the most powerful thing, but is it really love anymore if you are alienating and destroying your relationship with your child? Because you can't have this man, and you can't show this man that your child succeeded. I'm really hoping that... I'm trying to think of 
a single thing that they could pull out of their hats, like the writers could pull out of their hats, that was like, yeah, okay, I get why she was this angry and mean for so long, but I can't think of a single thing. Yeah, it seems like they've laid out all their reasons, and I don't agree with or understand any of her reasons. Yeah, even remotely. So I guess I'll just be mad at her forever. Um, That's fine. That's where we're at. Yeah, Jun Young is one of the most problematic characters because I don't understand where a lot of his, like, vindictive, petty anger comes from, except for, like, an immaturity. Yeah. At least, at least and especially when he's younger. When he's older, I feel like it's all because he is just cranky and dying. So it's kind of like, do you, boo? Yeah, it's Um, hard. It's hard with the like different flashbacks and the and the time changes. It's hard to tell when he finds out more information about Noel if that creates a change in his behavior or I feel like it did at least the first time. Yeah, like when her dad died, he seemed to change a lot. Because he was like, oh, you don't know what shit people are going through. Maybe you need to be nice to people and not try and ruin their lives, because maybe their lives are already in a really precarious place. But then we've got the motorcycle scene. Which is quite the impulse decision. Quite the impulse decision. Again, to, like, get to impress a man who your mom is in love with, who she may never talk to, she may never talk to again, and who, like, you're living your life for. I don't know. It's very... It's rough. It's an impulse decision, and it sucks to see. It just really sucked to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Big bummer. Just constantly. Um, Speaking of big bummers, how do we feel about GTA? Confused. He's so confused. Okay, first of all, he has a very cute face when he's, like, wearing glasses and a kind of grungy jacket with a hole in it. When he takes it off and combs his hair back, he's got kind of a baby face. He looks like a kid I did high school debate with. (laughs) I'm not mad at it. I think he's attractive. But, like, what's happening with him, it also feels vaguely manipulative. Yeah. Everything he does all the time. Can't figure out whose team he's on. Can't figure out if his motivations are good or not. I know things aren't that black and white, but I just don't know if we trust him, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's back to the... It's like a circular conversation we're having of, is it fine to manipulate people if your intentions are pure? I would still say no. And is it pure intentions if you're just kind of hitting on her? Like, that's all he's doing so far is being like, I'm interested in this girl, so I'll pretend to be poor so she likes me, but not too poor that she doesn't like me. Yeah, and then I'll take care of her brother. And that's where it gets complicated, because it's really sweet that he does nice things for her brother. She's in his phone as husband, or he's in her phone as husband. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Because she also addresses him as Ajashi, which is like an older male, not like Opa, which is like an older male that you're closer in age to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know enough about the intricacies of the Korean language to really expand on that, but 
seems like she's distancing herself from him by calling him Ajishi. Yeah, that actually, things are, the plot is definitely thickening all of a sudden, because now I'm wondering how much older he is than Junyoung. Oh. Because it seems like either quite a bit, which means that... Yeah, shouldn't he be younger than Junyoung? Yeah, he should. And Noel, since they're about the same age. What? I think there was an affair. I am that math meme right now. That woman trying to puzzle out. I am Winona Ryder at the freaking... Which one's for TVs? It's not the Oscars. Emmys? Emmys. At the Emmys. Trying to math it out. Because their story, Jun Young's mom and Che Hyun Jun... Their story is that he was in school, I think, and he was working at a restaurant part-time. Mm-hmm. She was working in the back. Mm-hmm. Was he in school, like, already married with a child? Because you're allowed. For sure. It's just confusing. It's just confusing. I don't think that's very typical for most people. I don't know. That's weird. What? Hey, Jite, were you adopted? As a... Very, it's like a 10-year-old? Yeah, that would make sense. That would solve our math problem. Man, I don't know. I hope that they hammer this out for us a little bit further. Yeah. Instead of just being like, I don't know, they're half-brothers. Don't worry <laughs> about it. But, like, how old are they? Hi, I have a question for the writers. What's the timeline of relationships in the past? When was GTA born? When was... Jun Hyung born. Is Jun Hyun Jun Young the Fuck main character? Yes. Can you edit that out? <laughs> it's yeah. fine. Leave it in. Whatever. Nobody knows their names anyways. Uh, except everybody. <laughs> We're only four episodes in. Who would know their names? You all know I didn't write it down. I will learn I their names by the finale. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I probably won't. I still... I need my careful notes because I can't remember anyone's names on my own. It's too hard. What a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I'm so I do wanna just like touch on the freaking gargantuan task that was taken on by Jun Young when he decided to try to vacuum up all of the dog hair in the house. Because <laughs> wow, that actually that is love. I think he made up for the motorcycle incident. Oh, <laughs> Listen, all I'm saying is that it is coat blowout season, and I have a husky. If I die in the next week, it's probably due to suffocation by dog hair. Because it's just never-ending. I've bathed him, like, three times. I brush him every day. I vacuum constantly. And I don't know what the shedding is like for a long-haired sheepdog. Has to be awful. It's gotta be so bad. And he vacuumed, he cleaned that whole house. All I'm saying- I guess that's fair. Is that it's not the one qualification, but if I was dating someone who had cats and they put that kind of TLC into making sure I was comfortable in their home, it would maybe be a deal maker. (sighs) Anyone out there? (laughs) I don't know if I can (laughs) date you if you have cats. (laughs) Yeah, probably- she won't date you if you have a cat, but... Uh, sorry, I just am really allergic, and it's just not worth the misery. But, if you love K-dramas, and you love cats, put in that work, I guess. Yeah. Get that vacuum out. Get that vacuum out. 
<laughs> That's all I had to say. <laughs> Final thought. Wow. <laughs> at least they're karmically even. Yeah. At this point. At this point. Honestly, they're made for each other. I stuttered when I said that, specifically because during the K-drama, I had a thought that they should not be together. (laughs) (laughs) It was around the time she got hit by a car, and I was like, wow, these people should not be in a relationship. It's fair, because there are all these interconnecting lines, this web of people between them that kind of makes you feel like, we don't have to unravel all this if you guys just don't date okay we don't have to deal with any of this the drama never starts if you guys just stay on your separate paths oh yeah yep and then we don't have to hurt because something that they are doing this will be my last thought they have done a very successful job of getting me to periodically forget that he's dying at an at an accelerated rate and it is going to mess me right up when they you know tie up that storyline. Yeah, because it messes me up every time they subtly bring it back. Mm-hmm. It's a slap in the face to every time he's sick again. Yeah. I also teared up a lot when he went to the doctor and he's like, I think you're right, buddy. And the doctor says, maybe you should be admit- admitted. And he says, just give me medicine for the pain. I want to live my life outside of the hospital. I don't want to die in here. And then he walks out, and he tries to call his mom, and his mom ignores the call. Okay, mom? I hate her. You're so problematic. You're causing all my tears, because this poor boy... Honestly, the mom can choke. He just needs a mom. I hate her so much. (laughs) I don't know if there's anything she can do. Unless she does something that literally saves his life, which I'm pretty sure she can't create a cure for cancer. I'm gonna go ahead and predict that. Yeah, it's drama land, so anything's possible, but pretty sure just gonna end this drama a little bit frustrated with her, and until then, they're gonna use her inability to be a mom to tear me apart, doing a bang-up job. They're doing great. <laughs> um, if you have any tears to share, hit us up at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear all of your thoughts on this wonderful, terrible show. Yeah, we also have our website. As always, you can comment on episodes there, sign up for our newsletters. When we start a new K-drama like this one, we send out an email just so you guys know what to start with before you listen to our episode. There's also a link to our Patreon there. And if you hop on there, we've got all kinds of different things. Uh, Direct link is patreon.com slash playonk. We are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Blueberry, and anywhere you find us, if you leave a review and a rating, we would absolutely love it forever. We would give you a shout out on the podcast. It would mean so much to us to hear what you think of our silly, adorable show. Yeah. We also are on a couple of social media places. We've got... Marisa's fed up. We've got our Twitter where our handle is at playonk. We love to just chat on there and do little short messages, tweet at us if you have the time. And and we just started an Instagram. Yeah. Welcome. Hello. I said welcome to myself. Welcome to me. <laughs> to us, to Instagram. Uh, we are at playonk podcast and you can check us out there for lots of cute art, lots of fun captions. We try and keep you up to date on whatever we're doing. 
and maybe some fun behind-the-scenes facts. Just, we're seeing how it goes. And that, I think, is just about it. Thanks, James Hubble, for our theme song, We Love It and We Love You. We love it and we love you. We'll see you next week for the next four episodes of Uncontrollably Fond. Yeah, okay, bye. Okay, bye.